Welcome to H&B Conversations with Cosmo and Rivka. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All right. Okay, so today we are starting with um, the word of the week, I guess. The greeting? The greeting. Oh, yeah. The greeting. Yeah, hello. Yeah, because it's always going to be hello of some sort, not just the word of the week. We're not... Okay. Okay. Okay, so if you're new to the podcast, this is... This, this is, is how you say mountains in... <clears throat> okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, so this is, um, it's called, it's the language called Aragonese. And Aragonese is a language in the, ro- it is a romance language, in the romance language family that is native to Spain and spoken by just over 10,000 people in the Pyrenees Valley of Aragon. And so this is how you say hello in Aragonese. Now, careful, listen, listen. Hola. <laughs> that's that's how you say fascinating. it. Fascinating. That's how. Yeah. Only by 10,000 people, though. So that's the way that. That's only King by 10,000. It's that, so rare. King Henry VIII's first wife, Catherine of Aragon, would have said yeah. hello. She would have been like, hola, hola Henry. Yeah. yeah. Hola, yeah. Henry. The yeah. It's not unusual. So unusual. Hola. Yeah. Yes. She'd been like, please don't. You know. Yeah, you're a great historian. Do all the things that you're about to do. <laughs> okay. All right, all Antonio, right. you got a question for us today. English history. All right. Um, Royal yeah. history is Rivka's specialty. All right. Um, the question is, if you could have one superpower, which would it be and why? If I could have one superpower, which would it be and why? Right. Okay. And that means like you could also, does, does that mean like if there's a superhero that you know of that you like their superpower or not even a superhero, just someone who has like superpowers? Like, uh, like, could you pick them? Who's your favorite superhero? Like, their set of powers? Is that what you're, you mean? Like, I don't like, really have one favorite Like, superhero. how, like, Spider-Man has, like, Spider-Sense and he can crawl and yeah. he has super strength? Yeah. No, I'd say let's limit it to just, like, a single ability. So, like, flight, invisibility, oh, choose. I was going to choose Mary Poppins. She's got a lot of stuff. <laughs> like what? Talk, talk. Yeah, she so, can clean a room with the snap of her fingers. I really like that. you undertake. She can fly with her umbrella. You know, yeah. she can make people laugh and she can make people straighten up. She was trying to stop the laughing, though. No, no, no. That was just obnoxious. But I like I, I like was... her a lot. I like her a lot. She's great with kids, but she's still strong and firm. And um, yeah, I like I like Mary Poppins a lot. But if it has to be just one single thing. She's so arrogant. Mary Poppins. I, you know, I, I don't think she's arrogant. Practically perfect in every way. She said practically. That's not completely perfect. <laughs> and and I think she's not arrogant. I think she's confident. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get the two confused. I love the Dick Van Dyke character in that. Not that he's a superhero, but I love him. He, uh, he's great. Uh, yeah, I could see I could see how why you would like him. You're a lot like him. <laughs> he loves to laugh. And you get to... Now, yeah. she does like... I, I mean, she... You can jump into paintings. That's, I know. That's like cool. she can do so many things. I just really like that. Well, I would, whole, I've never thought of Mary Poppins as a superhero. I don't know that she's necessarily a superhero, but she well, has powers. Yeah. Um, hmm. Man, what would mine be? I mean, I mean, obviously, I always think that the 
I know that it's so cliche, but I think Superman is the best superhero. I think he has the best combination of strengths. Yeah, but Javon, uh, but Antonio said we only could we pick, have to pick one, one of thing. those things. So, so of those things, um, would it be, you know, would it be super strength? Would it be I, I you know, I've thought one power that would be kind of cool would be invisibility. Hmm. Um, not that that's super but that, I would never want to be that, invisible because I would not want to hear what but people it feels say. dangerous. I wouldn't want I would be I would say I would yeah. feel like it would hurt my feelings. Yeah. No, I'm sure if I'm invisible walking around people, like, oh, I don't want to hear what you, people yeah. say about yeah. me behind I'll, my back. I'll say this when you're talking about Superman. Um, his power is actually it's not that he has super strength, it's that he's powered by our sun. It's our son that gives him his powers. I don't care. So, about so if, if, so if he, you want, he so has super his powers strength. are all related to the one thing. No, so. I, I, I. Well, anyway, yeah. look, I don't know all the lore of <laughs> lore of these things. All I know is that he is uh, like like. But but in Superman two, when the bad guys come from the same area, they they're amazed at how strong they are here. Not because of it's like. It's like if you went to another place that had a different kind of gravitational pull, and and you're just and you're just stronger there because. Uh, so so anyway, I think, I mean, I think I'd have to go with flying though. Hmm. I think I think flying. Would but you're be... not strong. You're just gonna fly, right? So because to me, like if you're going to fly, you need to be strong because if you're gonna like hit the ground and. Stuff like that, like like even Spider Man has to be like really strong to swing around like well, that. Well, flight flight includes not just flying but controlling velocity and so on. So you could li- take a you could lift off and land at. Uh, you yeah. don't have to drive yourself into but, the ground. Well, okay, so so that would be so the perp if the purpose of my um if my purpose is selfish then yeah flying would be i could get wherever i needed to go very quickly and that would be cool super strength would enable me to help more people mm. um, or yeah. i could go with super wisdom like solomon i don't know if that was a superpower or just he submitted it himself also to didn't the Lord. Work, it also didn't work out super well for him well because he didn't actually use yeah. his wisdom <laughs> well um anyway so well what i think is for me um I kind of like, if it's one power, then I would have to go, and I don't care for her name, so please don't come for me, but I would have to go with the Scarlet Witch, her superpower where she can like get into people's heads and she can like, she has that ability to control what they see, control what they see. Yeah. Because if, because so let's say that I want people to, um, uh, make better choices or whatever or or whatever like if i could change things to where they could see it for what it is and not just like so the goal would not be to control people's behavior but to bring them understanding yes yes okay. that's what i would want to be so able you would to want do. to be able to like with all the fights that i have to <laughs> with all the fights and even with you <laughs> trying to she's get she's talking to antonio and she says that <laughs> Like trying to get people to understand and have clarity over and over and over again, it's really exhausting. So if I could just like get into their head and they could actually see what I'm trying to explain to them, then I feel like so many people would have freedom. Right. So much you'd be able to communicate. You know, um, yeah, I I mean, that on that level, that's a good one. Um, 
You know, by the way, I want to say real quick about Solomon is that it's not that he technically asked for wisdom. It's what he asked for was, was um, he asked for basically leadership wisdom. He wanted to know how to lead the people, felt like a young young guy. He was young, didn't know what to do, so he wanted the Lord to give him um, wisdom about how to lead the people. So, so that God gave him and was loved his request, but then Solomon made other decisions um, that ended up eroding his... Well, he didn't do the what the Lord. Lord told him to do, and right. so that yeah. will happen. So, um, so yeah, but uh, let's see, super... <clears throat> so, okay, so you would go with the ability to bring understanding to people with perfect clarity. Mm-hmm. That they could see it. Why, why is that why funny is, why to you, Why did you, you scoff son? at that? That's like, how is that funny? No, it's not. No, it's not. You don't think that's a it's, superpower? No, no, it's not that. It's I just, I found it because fu- she initially said... The, the powers of the Scarlet Witch, which made you uncomfortable. So you're you're clarifying the ability to bring clarity. That's with her perfect. name. That's what they call I know. her. I said I'm I not, didn't like I'm her not, name. I'm. It's Dad that made oh, me laugh. Oh, because Dad feels the need. Because Dad explain. feels the need to explain. He's like, my what wife's you not mean. saying she wants to be a witch. You want, yeah, exactly, <laughs> a red witch at that. So, <laughs> and so it just made me chuckle. No, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about her superpower. Bring, I'm, I didn't name I, her. He's trying to bring, bring clarity. clarity with perfect understanding. <laughs> yeah, you should. Everybody at home should see him. He's like totally like tightened up and is like uncomfortable. And I think I'm hoping that. Like most people who are listening understands that um, superheroes have names that we haven't actually picked for them. Sure. You know, and so it's not that you want to hmm. be that person, but because you can use powers in different ways. It's why when you have in Lord of the Rings, different people do different things. What about the ability to like walk through walls? Mm-hmm. Why is that a necessary and uh, superpower unless you're going to like rob a bank? Like, do you not need? Well, is it con- is using a door convenient. really challenging for you? But what if there's not a door? There are doors what if the in door every is locked? room. What if you're locked in a room? If you've only... locked yourself in the room, the, no, the lock is on your side. In the room. Who's locking him in a room? It's a it's a, that's a good question. I think at the end of the day, and he has to I think escape. I think you made a good point, by the way, or you made a good point, or whoever made the point. There's only two of us, right? That uh-huh. that the problem with. If I went with flying, I could get somewhere, but then what could I do? Yeah, nothing. That's what I mean. Like, what's the point of flying if you don't then have it, any it's kind of It's like, it's convenient for me. But it's sure. also fun. It can be fun. And fun. Although, and because I could fly, well, I mean, it I'm wouldn't gonna, feel as dangerous. No. Well, I mean. Because <laughs> otherwise, the idea of being in open heights, sure. is it mm-hmm. feels extremely dangerous to me. But I would, I guess that I would feel like an if super strength would be ultimately what I would I would love it to if be you able had to... super strength. Oh, yes. I mean, I'd be like, I need this moved over there. And you'd just be like, okay, I'll do it. Pick, Pick it up. It up move it over. It. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think, think it'd be great. I think I could do the most good with super strength. I think if you could have super strength and fly, you could like that to me would be like a great combination. Agreed. And like. Yeah, that's why Superman, even though he's the cliche superhero, so all the none of the kids ever pick him as their favorite superhero, but he's definitely the best superhero. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What's your What's your least favorite superhero? Least favorite? 
I mean, to be honest, when I was a kid, now this is not true now. Right. Um, because they've, they've, I, they've expanded his story better in so many different ways. But when I was a kid, I really wasn't a big Spider-Man fan. Didn't make it. I just really? Was, no, I was not. Oh, I loved Spider-Man. They, they would always have it on the electric company. Um, they would always have this little See, Spider-Man. See, we got the thing. comic books and everything. And, I really and I, that I just, they've expanded his story. It's that you've known. You've now learned his story. Because his story was always that. told his story, right. That, sure. and I, no, no, but, I was wait. never a comic book Sure, sure, sure. I sure, so. and that you grew up in a tiny little town. I was in New York when I was a kid, and like we could go get the comic books, and they came out, and you'd get... Yeah, it just... Well, no, but the, yeah, comics never appealed to me. I liked Superman, because um, I'm basic like that. I'm, I like Superman, I mean, and that was it. He's a decent. Um, you know, uh, to superhero. me, honestly, I don't think of Batman as. I don't think Batman. He I, actually he's not ba- actually a superhero. Actually, Batman terms, is my least favorite. He he. Uh, first of all, I hate all the. I hate the Gotham stuff. Gotham. It's I so don't mind dark, his story. I don't mind his story. I just think that he's not actually a superhero. He's just a really really rich guy with brilliant tools, like genius. Iron Man. He and Iron Man are are. are are well, the same. And I like Iron Man though. But Iron, let's but, be careful though. Let's be careful. But Iron Man is, is himself is is but not. At least Iron Man has Batman, like a sense of humor. Batman is an extremely interesting character. That's what makes him fascinating is his complexity. I like because, that because of his no kill rule, and that's driven from experiences he had as a kid. Uh, he is a character that um, is brutal um, and has to learn to be less brutal. Um, and uh, and is always teetering on the edge of the moral dilemma of would it be better to to eliminate this villain or put them in prison? Right. I and don't know all that. What I know is that is that he wears a cool suit, has a cool car, has cool. You know, I love the Jack Nicholas line from the '89 version of Where does he get all, all these toys. wonderful toys? Also, <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. Yeah. So he has. See, he has technology. Is what he has. And so that it's not as though he has this inherent Iron Man strength. has te- no Iron Man has technology. What makes Batman cool is Batman actually naturally is like he is at like peak performance levels in the sense of how he's focused on sculpting his body and is extremely disciplined. Who? Batman. Okay. Well, but that's still, still a it, guy thing. It's still not a sure, it's still but it's not it's that, not technically I mean, it's, it's not it's, a superpower. I'm not saying it's a superpower, but to say it's just tech is what I'm saying. What makes okay. him a hero? He's a superhero, and a superhero doesn't have to be superpowered. Oh, okay. Well, this was a superpower. Well, I would say, the question, yeah, okay, that's good. That's good. The question I, was I would agree with that because in the, otherwise, in the real world, there would be no superheroes because people don't have superpowers. Sure. But but um, but like Iron Man is not. It's not just tech. Iron Man is a genius. So He's Batman, a, Batman is the genius. Correct. Yes. They both are. And so I didn't, re, you reduced Iron Man to simply tech. Anyway, I don't care. This is silly. You reduced I, Batman I, to simply tech. You started. Uh, okay. So what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right. who, who was my, oh, you never, I never said who my least favorite. Oh, least oh, favorite. Oh, that was oh, my was question. Bat- that was Probably my... Batman. Although I, um, yeah. I have a very hard time being interested at all in Mr. Fantastic. You know, <laughs> The Fox? Mr. No. No, is, who's no, the stretchy like, guy? Of the Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic. The stretchy oh. guy is Mr. Yeah. yeah. Reed Richards. The, yeah. the, uh, Find him very uninteresting. You named somebody that. Uh, is that his Mr. Character? Fantastic. Is. Okay. I, you know, um, <laughs> the. Um, We've entered into a whole new world here. The, well, I was going to say, my of the of the Marvel characters, uh-huh. not, yeah, um, the one that doesn't feel like a superhero to me at all. Oh, be careful now. 
is hot. No, don't do that. Hawkeye? Don't do that. Hawkeye's awesome. Hawkeye is great. But he's he's like Robin Hood. No. No. Okay. Now you've crossed the line. Now you've crossed the line. Because of Nike when she was little, she thought his His name name was Hot Guy. Hot Guy. She (laughs) she just thought that they called him Hot Guy. guy. He had the bow and arrow. She'd be like, I like Hot Guy. We didn't know either. We didn't even pick it up until she told us. She was like, I always thought his name was Hot Guy. Hot Guy's a a hero for the same reason I said. It's necessarily in comics be a superhero. You don't have to have superpowers. Okay. But also in the comics, he does have a superpower in the sense of he has um, he doesn't miss. He has he's an extremely yeah. skilled marksman. Thank you. Which that is, is why a he's superpower. He can he can. Let's he's leave hot guy. Impossible to miss. It's, Let's it's, leave hot guy alone. Yeah. Okay. My favorite of those characters and the one I would probably choose Captain America is Captain America. Yeah. He's of best. course you would. Now him I find to be a little arrogant. Anyway. What. Okay. Okay, so let's go to the next question. All right, I'll He's spin. Not arrogant. He's just. Uh huh. He could spinning. do this all day. All right, let's go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um. Are there any areas where you are polar opposites, and how do you get along with those differences if you do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast it's like constantly wanting conflict oh, hey. um oh are there man. areas where we are polar opposites where are we alike um i suppose yeah <laughs> okay where are we polar opposites let's 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 go ahead and oh, um like start. label though like not label them like okay. we can count down one, two, three, four. Um, let's see. You have way more energy than I do. Like, you could be like... I could do this all day. Yeah. You have <laughs> way more energy than I do. And I'm like, you. good luck with that, bud. I'm I'm not. Um, you are more of a... Um, even, even when we clean, it's very different. Cosmo does these little piles. Like, he'll... He's really good at, like... Um, what's the word? Like, when you... Uh, clear a room well you can <laughs> so he can take clutter and he can like situ- redistribute it read there you go <laughs> he can redistribute clutter to where you can't see it but it doesn't mean it's been cleaned and i'm more of an organizer clean clean person so i'll do that and as long as so, he doesn't see it so it's clean to him so we have technically different- organizing and redistributing are the same thing the but same he doesn't thing. he doesn't redistribute in an organized way he just uh-huh. puts it behind stuff so he clutters and shoves no well yeah yeah I, it's you would tell me it's clean and i'm like it's not clean what are you talking about it's clean and then i couldn't find things because they were like stacked behind chairs or like put behind like it like yeah so we do clean differently we do clean differently when we attack a room um my goal is to make that room look good as soon as possible my goal is to actually clean it Make it worse than ever. Oh my god! Before gosh. it gets better, so she pulls everything out that to where it becomes this overwhelming. Because it wasn't clean, and now this will be clean. So now everything. So 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 you pull everything out, and I I what I do is I attack one spot at a time. 
And that's how what usually what I'm doing is You're, you do really good at you what make I'm stacks. doing is I'm going from I just so for keep instance, moving if okay like so I'll go from like I I, I stay in constant motion mm-hmm. so if I'm like carrying that. something from here to there when I get there I'm moving something from there mm-hmm. to somewhere else and I'm it, it's mm-hmm. so so there are times so that it, if I if I do it all it, it's in the same way that it, like when you and I talk about um, when you if you list. All uh, 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 all the things that need to be done, it overwhelms me. It paral it's paralyzing to me. So I have to attack one. I'm kind of a one thing at a time. Like um, like let me hit this so, section. Hit this section. Hit this section. Right, but still, what you do is when. Like, let's say there are books all over the floor. Instead of taking those books and putting them back on bookshelves, you'll take those books and you'll stack those books and you'll put them, like, over next to a chair. It depends. I mean, that's I mean that's an oversimplification. Is um, it though? Yeah, I mean, because if I have bookshelves that those books go on, I will put them back on. But the I'm bookshelves. talking about just in a room. Like you don't typically have like unless they're your books. Your books you'll do that with. But I'm talking about like even in the family room or whatever. It, things don't leave the room. They stay in the room. They just get put into piles and perhaps. spots in the room. Yeah, I, I perhaps. So, so anyways, that, that's so the, the, that's an opposite of well, us. I mean, we're different in so many many ways. Um, mm. Uh, I mean now now here's what's interesting and I th- that this is fun okay yeah so, let's talk about this. well Rivka Rivka describes herself for instance as an introvert I am um, and and I'm an extrovert although severely no so. I'm not a severe extrovert no you used to be you no. were and you still are I'll tell you I just tell- because you actually need quiet time occasionally or whatever you like to come home in a quiet doesn't mean that you're not an extrovert when we are in public i literally have cold sweats okay when we're in public you like it's someone's like someone turned your engine on and you go 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 and you're talking to everybody and to get you out of a room or to stop a conversation is like i'm not denying that reality it's like there needs to be fasting and prayer (laughs) Where we're children come together. Now, we need to get home this weekend. Now, you know? hold on, though. See, that's so. So here's the thing, though. That's not. But okay, so like, if you are talking to people that you're in a conversation mm-hmm. that like with your friends and your group or mm-hmm. whatever, or those that you, and it's a comfortable conversation, it's also difficult to get you to stop, as well. But like, I don't engage. In any conversation, like my conversations are intentionally like they're deliberate. Like we'll have a group, like when we have our ladies group, right? So yeah, when you have a group of ladies talking, it can go longer. But like when we go to any event or anything like that, you're the one talking, and I'm the one texting, going, "We are going to have to leave at some point." Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny when um in in my family so so i think if you were to back up to our differences right they they would come even from the difference like some root differences in the way that our families operated so 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 just to give you some some background so my father my father uh, was deaf in one ear Mm -hmm. my father has supersonic hearing so, so my father's deaf in one ear you could pull up to my house yeah we've done that literally pull up to my house and hear the television TV outside, outside, right? Yeah, it would be that loud. And um, and so, so things were always loud in in the Panzetta family that I grew up in. Um, 
you there was tons of crosstalk. We all I could be in multiple conversations at the same time. And if you wanted to enter into a conversation, you had to speak the loudest. You have to, you have to, well, you have to, you have to merge like you're in New York City traffic. Right. You have to, you're not, no one's going to let you in. You have to nose in and make yeah. your way in. And it's all fine. So, so then I get around. So hold, so, on, hold on, hold on. You said it's all fine. It's fine for you guys. Correct. But if anybody else comes into that, they're not going to get a word in because they don't have. Uh, what it takes to drive in New York City traffic. Yeah, so this is one of our differences. So then when I was first in uh, around Riv's family, one time we were talking, and uh, we're actually, no, 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 this is the story. We're, we're downstairs in the living room, and I'm sitting next to her, and I'm um, and her dad's on the other side of the room, and I'm, I'm, oh, geez. I'm biting my nails, not biting them. I'm just cleaning, you know what I mean? Like straightening my nails. Just You were making noise with your mouth. Like filing them like this. You were making noise you with hear, your mouth. Can, can the microphone hear that, Antonio? We don't have to. Okay. He's like he's like biting okay. his nails. Filing my nails with my teeth. And Rivka goes. Which is gross. She goes. Hey. Um, she leans over me. Don't do that. And I thought. And I thought. Oh, because we were newly together, you know. So I, I thought maybe she was misunderstanding that this was some sort of nervous habit, and it was a bad nervous habit. And I was like, Oh, this. I'm not nervous or anything. I'm, I was just kind of straightening. There's a jag on the end of my nail here. And she goes, No, no, no it's not that. It's that the sound will bother my dad across the room. Because he has really good hearing. And we probably, listen, in our culture, in our family, because there are a lot of similarities between your and my culture. We both have parents that the were. The Greek and Italian the aspect. The Greek and yeah. Italian aspect. We both have parents who were born in other countries and all of that. But, um, but in our culture, we, you know, we did things like say please and thank you. We kept our elbows off the table. Like etiquette was really important. Politeness. Uh, if, if I may. Hold on. Hold no, no, no. Hold no, on. Hold, no, no, no. Hold holy on. Holy cow. I totally let you I, talk. No, you don't get to use we said please and thank you. No. Like I didn't say please and thank you. Okay. I was at your house. It's not – I'm not saying you guys didn't say please and thank you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like you guys are like super free-flowing. Like my yeah. my family will pause to wait for that, just like at the table, like when we're passing things around. If someone asks you for the salt, you give them the salt. You don't use the salt and then give them the salt because that's not ethically correct. And so my grandmother was very posh and very much into like, you know, everything is needs to be done correctly and all of that. So that's how my dad was and that's how our family was. And we used correct, excuse me, we used correct grammar. My dad would correct our grammar. We used, we sat at the table. We had good table manners. If you, if you were going to interrupt somebody, you didn't just talk over them. You waited till they were done and you said, or you said, excuse me. And they said, just a moment. And you said, okay, it's polite. It's like, you know, but I get like, that's where we were different. So when I went, if I may, so yeah, some of these are are cultural differences, but so we were we were polite. Like I couldn't leave the table without saying, "May I be excused?" Growing up, right? I had to say, "May I be excused?" I couldn't just get up and leave the table. Mm -hmm. I had to say, "Please." I had to say, "No, thank you." Yes, please. No, thank you. Uh, uh, whatever, and uh, your all that kind of stuff. Now, elbows on the table. Yeah, we chewing with your mouth open. You all did it. Okay. So so there were certain things that were, uh, I don't, 
you know, that, uh, but in terms but of, uh, I think that each person's culture and how they operate in their family works for them because it's what they know. And right. so it's what they, it's what they like and appreciate. So I'm not trying to say that you were wrong. This is just where we were barbarians that were like, I take from you and you give. Well, I will say, no, no, I will say the first time we, I think we were engaged and I came to meet your family and let, let me just make clear how much I love my husband's family. I love them. I love being with them. I love spending time with them. They became my family. I truly, mm-hmm. truly embraced the Italian culture and being a panzetta because I wanted to be one with my husband's family and everything. So I'm not being critical here. These are just observations. Yeah. I want to make that really clear. But I will say that as someone who, number one, I don't think there are introverts in your family other than Rhiannon. I don't think that you, that's true. The I don't four think of you have, the, the four original me and my sister, my mom and my dad. Yeah, you all extroverts. Yeah. And so we were a lot of introverts. Um, my mom was not an introvert, though. Um, so but for for someone who was an introvert and came from that kind of a of a thing, the first time when we were engaged and I was going to meet your family, and I think we went to your sister's house and everyone was there and we were going to all have ribs. Your sister's house. We were married at this point. We were married? We were married. Okay. Well, we hadn't been together very long. Still, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were going to have uh, ribs. And so we all sat there and um, we, all the ribs are on the table and everything. And we go to pray. And I found this very, very culturally shocking. Like I didn't even eat immediately. Because as soon as we finished praying, they all like dove in. Like they grabbed their ribs and they were like, and I just, it was so, it was so like, for me, it felt like this frenzy over food. And and everyone was like, because it was ribs, it was like straight to the mouth with the hands. And it was seriously stunning for me. I was like, oh, Okay, I don't know how the Gannons would eat right. ribs. Like, I'm I'm not sure how that would go because mm-hmm. ribs we were kind of tough to. Well, do. we were kosher, so yeah. we didn't have ribs like you guys right. would have ribs. But even if you had beef ribs, the yeah, you know, those are expensive. Knows? We didn't have those either. Yeah, but um, so that was really shocking to me. And then I also learned that it's not it's not waiting for one another to talk. You have to constantly be, um. Like in New York, like merge, merge, merge. Like no yeah. one even puts on a blinker. No one says, excuse me. It's, I used to joke and be like, he who talks the loudest has the floor. Yeah. You know, one of the things that ended up happening to, and one of the things you mentioned, I, I never heard of such a thing, right? So you're, you're what? right into a certain, what you call etiquette, right? And it, and I understand it to be etiquette, but it's a certain cultural etiquette that's taught and that's trained. And if you're right. not trained in it, sure. So for instance, the, when you would say, I remember the first time we had this conflict early on and you said hey can you pass me the salt right. that's why you use that example and I and I needed the salt right and the salt's right next to me so I'm gonna pass it to her but I'm gonna use it real quick okay because that's hold on so that's of course this is only uh what's the word I'm looking for me it's firstness <laughs> well okay yeah, 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 yeah that's what it is that's okay. what it is someone asks you for something and you're gonna be right. polite you're gonna I, give it to them and I agree but you're like with, no I'm gonna use it first I agree with what you're saying now but I but what I'm saying is <laughs> it just seemed only not me first isn't the word I'm looking for I'm looking for just kind of practical to just kind of pragmatic to just real quick I'm just use it and then pass it to you so you taught me you were like that was so rude I was like how's that rude and we had this conflict you know mm-hmm. and um and so you you were the one that said no you're supposed to say if you want to use it you can say do you mind if I use it first 
and at, just simply ask that. And I get, I yeah. got that, but that had, you're right. That had never been taught to me. Right. Um, I, I think that normal polite things were taught to you, but etiquette was not taught to you. One, both of your parents were like... That kind of etiquette. So yes, that, well, yeah, English, yeah, English yeah, etiquette. That's the English side what of my you're family. you're describing. You're we're, Mediterranean that way, just like your culture and my mom's side of the family totally do this and I'm and I'm okay with this now but you guys will eat off each other's plates and to not eat off, eat off each other's plates you felt was like insulting like you how can, how dare you tell me not to eat off your plate where yeah. I and my side of the family the the Gannon side of the family would be like don't eat off my this is my plate right. of food so the dom what, what what we could say is that the because there there is the Greek culture in your your family of origin but the dominant culture of your family was set by your dad. Of course, yeah. And so that, so that kind of overrode. So that sort of from um, English. Well, my American, dad was the leader of our home. Correct. So it reflects um, and down. so and so, um, there's there are these kind of. So that's where your mom and I often have had similarities and. Where yeah. you know, because she she uh, she came from more of the, of the obviously she came from Greece. Um, but the, but yeah, there's these different. Well, so one time, um, yeah, in my family, if my dad was like, "Hey, can I have a little taste of that?" and I would say, uh, "Sure, Dad," and it would be rude of me. It wasn't rude of him to ask me for a taste. Mm-hmm. It was rude of me. To say it would no. be hurtful for me to say no to choose my food over my father. Sure. Right. That that it was the so so the one of the things that we would do. That, see, so this would be me firstness in another direction. Sure. Right. That where where um, where we say, yeah, you're more important than the food. And but so, I don't think I don't think though. I mean, I don't remember like asking. Like, so my mom would say she didn't want a piece of cake or she didn't want this. So my dad would order it, and then as my dad's eating, I don't remember my mom asking. She would just be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take a little piece. Like, maybe that's how she asked. Like, yeah. I'm informing you. I just, you know, I'm just going to take a little piece. And my dad would be like, get your own piece of pie. Right. But but the thing is, she didn't want a whole pie. She just wanted a bite. So she could have gotten a piece and just had a bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she could just have a bite of her husband. Right. But it's so. And it's, so one of the time we were, we were, I think we'd only been married a couple of years. And we were out to eat with your dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in. Yeah, that was uncomfortable for me. And uh, and I took a little bite of something off of your. No, you you didn't even ask. You reached over and you took food off my plate because you wanted something. And I was used to you. Yeah. yeah. Because this is how you are. And 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 my aunt was like, "What are you doing?" She like she like uh uh corrected me there and told me how rude I was. Mm-hmm. And of course, I said to her, that's rude what of you. you're doing, you <laughs> inserting yourself into the relationship between my wife and I yeah, that was is so way rude and out of bounds. And how dare you? Because I <laughs> I was not necessarily... Yeah. So so Rivka sat there like... I was, I, between, I was literally between the two of you. I couldn't believe the audacity. Like... I'm, this is between. I understood. I but yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. there. Okay, so but areas. Okay, so that's where we're culturally different. So the, so 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 here's what I would say as a, as an example of like um, so he, here's the way that the Gannons watch movies and television. Oh my gosh, this okay. is something I love about my family. And me too. So listen. So listen. So the way the Gannons watch movies and television is when you're watching. There's no talking. It's movie theater you, rules. Movie theater rules. You no know, watch. You no know, talking. Shh. Or we used to call it Gannon family Gannon rules. Family we rules. call it movie theater rules. And um 
And in my family, it was just background noise. It was the television was was background noise, but it was for it, so it was always on. It was on, and there were movies. And so if you even if you got interested in the movie, though, like it was incredible to me. I used to we used to it was like a running joke. As long as the movie was on, everybody was talking. Everybody. And I'm trying to watch the movie and I'm like, guys, like there's yeah. like the show or the movie. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out what's going on, trying to watch. As soon as there would be a commercial, everybody got quiet. It's true. It's true. And everybody <laughs> wanted to watch the commercials. I don't know. I, I know all the commercials. I can sing them. Um, I know. Uh, the, the, but what's so through the, so, so this was something that we, again, they're culturally different. That we, uh, in our family, in the in the Panzet, in this Panzetta family, mm-hmm. you and me, the Ganzettas, Pan, Pan the Penans, whatever, that we um, we became more like your family, but not to an extreme. Well, right. We became our own blend, yeah, so that's that what, what would happen, does. right? So what would happen? I remember then over the over a period of time, then when my parents would come, and then my dad or my mom would be talking while we're watching something, and I'd be like. We're trying to watch a movie. I know because you learned, like, there's a story here. (laughs) There are things that we can learn. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, the back end of, so so we're different in so, so many ways. I mean, just um, I'm an introvert. You're an extrovert. I'm, I'm more messy because I'm ar- artistic. You're more of a perfectionist and an academic. Like one of the things that would be uh, just in the way that we learn or the way that, uh, you know, I'm academic. But um, but what the, what I mean by that is this. Um, <laughs> like I function well within the structure of our academic system. I know the rules. You give me... Here's what you do. You give me the deadlines. I consume the information. I spit back the information and so forth. And, um, but I wasn't, I didn't grow up as a terribly inquisitive person. I'm not, I'm uh, generally, I'm not naturally curious about a lot of things. Some things I am, but you know, I never, I would have never been someone who looked at grass and thought it, why is the grass green? How does that happen? I'm just like, the grass is green. It happens. Because God made it that way, bada bing, bada boom. That's it. And Rivka is in. I have questions about everything. She has questions about everything. Our Rivka is like that. Has yeah. questions about everything, and is always so. She has a way of learning and understanding, and actually, is while not academic, I find, I find her questions. I learn a great deal. I'm not academic in the sense I have different learning disabilities. She's highly intelligent. Right. I have different learning disabilities, which makes it not me not able to operate well in the um, academic world. But I have tons of questions. I love history. I love science. I love all these things. And so the way I learn, in the way I learn, I'll dive into those things. But I also have... I also have, and this is this is about me and you. This is not about the public, but yeah. I also have common sense. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I also can see something and be like, Did you feel no. That? Or, Did you feel that jab? Oh no, no. I mean, we was, when I would pray over my sons when we just had the boys because we were we had a child eighteen months after we were married. So, and we'd only known each other eight months when we got married, but. Um, 
So I used to pray for my sons that the Lord would give them wisdom and discernment. And after being with you for a while, I realized I also needed to pray for common sense. <laughs> so I would pray, Lord, please give our children, and they'll all tell you, wisdom, discernment, yeah, and, common, and sense. common sense. Because you didn't have common sense. And I, it, it's like I loved him. I love him. But I used to be like, you're the dumbest smart person I've ever met. She would say to me, she used to say that um, – I don't. I couldn't give you an example of, of what would have happened, but something would happen. She goes, "Why didn't you?" Da, 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 da. And I go, oh, "I just I, didn't I don't know. think about I it. I didn't think about it." She used to say that that was going to be, be on a, your tombstone. <laughs> she's like, "That's going to be on your tombstone." She goes, "She goes, why didn't you think about it?" And I go, "Well, I don't know how to answer. Why didn't I think about it? How can I think about what I'm not thinking about? I don't know to think about it. <laughs> I just, so, yeah. I don't know. I never crossed my mind. How do I think about that? And so, um, there's so many things that I'd be like, that's so simple. How can you, but what, how I'm, are you what this I've tried to, and not able to know this, but to call it common sense, it is no, it's, it's not, it's uncommon sense. Some of the things that you think are common sense are unique to your understanding. And I think a lot of people don't have the level of sense on that degree, the kind of intelligence in that area that you have and you just assume it's common but it's not necessarily common i think you actually have a discernment and you have a, a the mechanical isn't the word i'm looking for but the you can see something that you assume everyone can see and everyone can't see it and so i actually think it's not common I think you're exceptional. I think well, you have exceptional sense. Well, thank you. And uh, and but we didn't. So we can just end right here. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, so so, um, but that would be all of these differences. Um, you know, one of what, the I think the better one question of the is what do we have one in of the, common? Another key difference would be that um, that I came in overconfident and she came in underconfident. Yeah, I was insecure and you were arrogant. Yeah. Um Well, my ins I wasn't arrogant. I I recognize like I was really really Oh, uh Antonio said that insecure doesn't necessarily mean not arrogant. And that's true, but I wasn't arrogant. I really I really recognized how deeply flawed and because my family's more academic and I just was not so it was really hard when you know my my brother Jonathan is getting you know really really good grades and no matter how hard I'm trying I'm hitting C's unless it's art right? right and so I just really really struggled so I naturally felt like I was less than and I was okay with that but I knew I just I just what I in my mind at the time I just wasn't as smart as everybody else. Right. So yeah, I would and I, by the way Antonia, I would say that that the arrogance that's usually experienced from someone who's insecure is not a genuine internal arrogance, but it's a projection of arrogance to help cover up the insecurity versus when when someone's internally overconfident and then that just kind of exudes from every pore yeah. of their body you experience that as arrogance too and so so i was definitely more confident i was definitely comfortable in my skin i didn't want to be arrogant i didn't want to be proud and yet um i hadn't well you didn't know you were i didn't know i was there were times that i recognized i wrestled with that 
because I'd be like, I don't want to be proud, but will I, you know, I feel like, Lord, how will, how will I know that I'm not proud if I'm actually humble? Will I be proud of my humility? I used to kind of wonder about when I didn't understand all of these things. Um, but I didn't, I hadn't had enough internal adversity um, to, that was necessary to kind of soften my so, hard edges and right. soften so, my... So we've been going through our closet. We're like pulling everything out and we're organizing everything and going through pictures and stuff. And I came across... Um, Cosmo's old journals and I started looking through them because he hasn't journaled in many many years so it's from a long long time ago it's from the year we got married yeah and so I'm reading all these journals and consistently which I was fine with by the way yeah of course I wouldn't read them if you if I didn't think you were going to be okay with them I wasn't like sneaking around so I was reading them and and um you know he talks about how he's met me and he loves me and all that kind of stuff but throughout them he so he'll say Lord, give me patience. Lord, I mean, he literally lights, writes, Lord, break me. You know, um, you know, uh, uh, make me holy. Make me these things. Help me with this. Help me with that. But then God gives him this girl who's really going to test all of those things yeah. and grow him in that way. And he's writing, Lord, just really help Rivka. I'm just praying for her right now that you would help Rivka heal her, God, because these are these are distinctive flaws in her. If you would just help her, because uh, yeah. it's really hard for me that she's this way. And so you go through this whole thing, and I'm like, you dumb kid. Like, yeah. you prayed. You specifically prayed for all these things. And it took a while. It's it really a took time. a while for – no, I mean, yeah, it took a while for – I know what you're saying. Like when you're like, it took a long time. Yes, you took a long time. For me time. to get understanding. it. You know, you. Well, I was, let me finish what I was going to say, though, is that it took a while for me to even realize that I could be right about things and you could be wrong because you were so confident and I was so insecure. It took years. And yeah. I started saying to myself, wait a minute, every time I do, like when I'm doing the things that he's like, no, 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 this is what we should do, they're not really working out. But when I do it the way, because I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to do it my way, it's working out. It took a while for that to happen. And then once I realized that, oh, I actually can do stuff. I know how I'm, I can do this well. When I began doing that, we then began having conflict because you're like, wait a minute. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. And if you were to, you know, to, to on the backs, the backs, Antonio, the back side of that question, um, what, can you restate the back end of that question? How do you get along with those differences if you do? Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think early on, it, uh, in particular, it, it was, it a, was a source of fighting. Con- a lot of conflict. Yeah. Um, there had to be communication. Um, well, you ha- it took hours and hours and hours of me explaining describing painting pictures and he finally would come around and recognize it but it would take so long every single time i think with anyone with a lesser constitution of mine like because i'm really strong Mm -hmm. um in in uh, that regard, I don't think that you would have because you're you're really really stubborn. Yeah. And so it just took a whole lot. And to where to you know people are like, you know, how do you stay together? Well, you don't leave. You just keep 
pushing forward. And for you, you wanted to grow and you wanted to change. Even if you didn't see it, right. you still wanted it. So it just took, it was like mixing cement. Yeah. I, yeah. There was this, yeah. <laughs> By I, hand. You know, that's why, I, you know, I've, I've, and I'm, I may have said this at some point on the podcast when we've talked in previous times, but I do, I think, you know, have you ever had that thought where it's like, if I could go back and, and talk to younger me, and the problem I always think is if I went and talked to younger me, younger me would completely agree with older me. Right. Which is why I don't think you should talk to younger yeah. you. I think I should talk to younger <laughs> you. I, would, I will I'd be, be like, able oh, yeah. to work with younger you. Like, you, oh, yeah. you won't. But the problem is, is that... You won't believe you. Young... <laughs> but no, I, I almost think the only person younger me would believe is older me. Because younger me was so... I don't know. No, younger you would listen to older me because if I was able to sit there and express, because younger you is madly in love with younger me. I mean, yeah. you still love me, but of you course. know, there's it's different. And if I was able to go back and express to him and talk to him and share with him in a way that older me now knows how to, right. because younger me didn't know how to. Right. Um, I think that uh, I think that younger you would absolutely my, be like, oh, my okay. desire. You know, my desire is even at this stage of my life is that I'm, I'm younger me compared to older me, <laughs> right now, and that what I don't understand like, that. What would seventy five year old Cosmo say to forty eight oh, okay, year old okay, Cosmo? Okay. Mm -hmm. And rather than be at this stage, someone who seventy five year old me would be like, oh son, if if you would just get it, I want. I, my hey, prayer, I'll do you one better. How about right now, right. my age, me says, Kazo, if you right. would just get No, it. That's, that's it. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> the point I'm making is I don't, you know, like, I don't, you know, I haven't had to learn when, you know, remember this song by DC Talk years ago, some people gotta learn the hard way. And I didn't ever think that that was a song that I identified with because, you know, I didn't do drugs and alcohol and, and You're a hero. Sleep. You know, know what I'm saying is I, I, didn't, know. I didn't make decisions that were blatantly stupid. In your mind, me. you got to check all the Christianese I, boxes. I made all the right choices. See, I was. I didn't. I checked off all the good boxes. I wasn't I was able a, to. I was a good kid. And, I wasn't. Um... And so, and so what that did is that kind of surface goodness obscured from me my internal relentless self-centeredness. Yeah. I, I was could, slammed I, in the face with the I reality of who I was. I did not see it. I was unaware of it in a way that was exhausting and painful for you mm. um, when someone walks with an internal like, I'm right, but I'm not, but I don't think I'm right. I'm just right. Like, I'm like, well, you would say you thought you were right, but for the sake of peace, you would appease me. Correct. Like, you were, it was a condescending, uh, okay, okay. like, like, well, okay, yeah. all right, you know, and, but internally, you still thought you were right. Right. Where, where there, the, the moments in life where there's been genuine transformation is when I move from, um, when I would move from having just doing the outward, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have to win this argument. I'm not going to defend, you know, be defensive outwardly. When I moved from that to inwardly going in my heart saying, don't defend yourself internally, 
hear what she's saying, understand what she's saying. Don't focus on criticizing someone else in your heart. Recognize where you're wrong. When I began to do that and to become introspective, there began to be genuine transformation. Mm. That's not the natural. I, I will say as a woman, though, um, the transformation starts like the moment. For me, it was like the moment we got engaged. And then throughout our lives, I've been transforming because and the, it's the whole iron sharpening iron thing. Without that kind of conflict, without that kind of, um, you know, who you were and me having to become strong, me recognizing, wait, I'm not always wrong. Me recognizing I can do this well. And me recognizing I hear from the Lord and I hear correctly from the Lord. Like all, I wouldn't have learned all of that without the conflict right. between us. You know, so I grew from that as well. I think, I think part of, okay, so there's this, in regard to the question, you're looking at these. I do want to talk about just naturally personality wise, but before to, yeah. to make sure we answer the question correctly. So when you're done, I do want to make sure temperament wise, like how are we like personality? Yeah. How are we I different? think, I think on one level, um, there has to be, and, and this is where it wasn't always early on, particularly for me, um, a looking at the differences in the other person and valuing those differences for what they are rather than seeing them as flaws. Seeing something as different as not looking at it as flawed um, is is uh, where you can begin to now appreciate, look, we're not mirror images of each other. We both bring something to the table and we can both, um, we both have flaws and and we both have strengths and we can continue to grow together and become one um, where we become more and more alike, but still we're ha we have our unique differences that we can appreciate, that we can value. You know, I look at, um, I look at, our kids, we have, we have, you know, you know, you all know, we have five children and, and, um, I think, I think my wife is, and I'm not just saying this. I think she's a spectacular mother. Um, not in the way, and she would, she, she always walks I, around. Yeah, I've, I've got, she beats herself up. She yeah. doesn't feel like she's like, you know, in terms of, you know, it's not, it's not the beaver cleaver. Uh, whatever you call June Cleaver, you know. I kinda, dreamed of being June Cleaver. Yeah, that kind of thing. That's what I wanted. But to be. what it is is that from the very beginning, because of all of her um, difficulties with her learning disabilities and and her insecurities or whatever, and because she has this discernment, she could see in our children their differences from early on, and could and and we would. And she she taught me to be a better dad. I think if I had married someone that was just like me, um, I think we would have crushed our children, the children who had difficulties. If I had if I had kids that yeah, uh, like when we were when I was when, pregnant with Giovanni, and what? I was talking about wanting all my kids tested for learning disabilities, and he says to me, "I don't even believe for learning disabilities are a thing," and I'm somebody who has them, and I was like, "Excuse yeah. me, what now?" Yeah, I was I was I I. And forgive me for all with learning disabilities for my youthful arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but were because young. I just thought all these kids just don't pay attention if they would just sit there and well, that's pay, what they told us and pay attention. That's what we grew up seeing. And because yeah. I was successful in that system and I was praised in that system, worshipped in that, and system. I thought, oh, I'm better. Oh I, my goodness, I've been going through our things, yeah. like our things. You have a massive binder 
filled with awards. I know my dad put it together for me. It's huge. And it's page after page after page of awards and ribbons and everything. I've never received a single award. Like for anything. Matter of fact, one time in, I got called by a gym and it told me I had won a membership and I needed to go down. And I was so thrilled because I thought I finally won something. And it was just a sales gimmick. I didn't know. But I went down and I got a membership at that gym because I thought I'd won something. Right. I mean, that's how. I mean, I don't win anything ever. And you have a whole binder full of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they. Uh, what they did is they blinded me to the... Uh, <laughs> to uh, certain character things that I was that I was needed to grow right. in and be cut, get awarded. And you didn't have you didn't have a mom either that was like, Challenged okay, me. he's brilliant. I need to balance this out no. so that he has humility and compassion and empathy. Because compassion and empathy actually are things that need to be taught. Yeah. And those aren't things that your mom taught you. Not not no not no. She taught, like she demonstrated compassion. Right, but she uh, didn't teach you that you needed to be she, compassionate. She would and let me off the hook for everything oh not just let you off the hook but she was like telling you you didn't need to be yeah. like you you are so wonderful you just don't even like don't worry about them you're fantastic and so and there was a level of me that that knew no 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 like i like for instance my father um i valued my dad's praise because it was real it was sparing I value my mother's praise, even though people, and my father's praise. Um, my dad doesn't hand out praise too quickly, and my mom certainly doesn't. Like, she's pretty, I guess people would view it as critical. And it's not that, I mean, yeah, it can be critical. And probably people can think I'm the same way. But from my perspective, when you love somebody, you're going to tell them where they need to change or where they need to grow or what they need to not do. Right. And so I had friends that were just telling me everything I wanted to hear. And I remember thinking... Like, these people don't care about so, me. So, you know, and it's so interesting. Just, I, I approve okay, my, so, my mother praises me, so, it's real. So, so, so. If to, she tells me I look skinny, dang, I look skinny. <laughs> Listen, so, so when, so you just bring in that dynamic, right? So that I, I don't get criticism from my mother mm -hmm. and I view that my mother loves me. Mm -hmm. um, my mother loves me more than anybody in the world. This is true. Right? Mm -hmm. And there's no criticism. And then we get married and you, you poor thing like legitimately you but you poor thing. because if you see something you know see something say something right you see something you're going to you you're going to point it out and it doesn't change how i feel it doesn't about change the how you feel so in those moments so oh boy this is i mean we could those moments i felt attacked right mm -hmm. i saw you as hurting me right. as not treating me lovingly and i allowed those criticisms to become um uh, resentments. resentments in my heart. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, so here's what would happen is I, because I grew up where if you, you don't criticize, um, because you love. So I would, uh, I would withhold criticism. I would keep it, store it up, mm -hmm. right? Put it in my journals, mm -hmm. uh, but not outwardly speak it. And then, and because that was an act of love. And then in the moment, what would happen is Riv would say, she would say, you know, this bothers me, da, 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 because she was healthfully communicating with me. Well, we had gone to premarital pre counseling. For months, it was and what she was we communicating with me. And in those moments, then I would be so offended by her criticism. And I'd be like, wait a second, because I've been storing up all this criticism so graciously, not pouring it out on you, and you just say it the moment you think it, and I no, would, no. but that's how I felt. Right. And I would, 
And so you were being honest and I was being dishonest, dishonest but yeah. didn't think I was being dishonest. Considered myself you as being, thought you were a hero. being gracious. Look, look mm-hmm. at me, I'm holding. And then, so in, and then in my res- and when I would feel attacked, quote unquote, I would then overflow with criticism that you didn't, that I'd been. I had no idea up. was even there, and it was so brutally painful yeah. to you. And you'd be, and 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 I and I. So I look at that. I said, I'm so ashamed of that youthful arrogance and the foolishness. Like if anybody, yeah, but could, you know what, I, could I, grasp I, those what, are the. If I would have seen. You know, it took years for someone to teach me that that if I would have seen your criticism, which is not natural for me to ever feel this way, but to see it as Help. as helpful. You know, where companies hire someone, they hire people to to find their flaws so that they can work on those. Right. And see, here, that's the difference between you and me. Like, I literally look. Like, I want to be told what's wrong because I want to be better. I'm fully aware of how flawed I am. And I don't like that I'm flawed. Uh, I have pride just like everybody else. I want to be the absolute best version of me. I hate the idea that people are out there like, Rivka's this and Rivka's that. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be guilty of those things. So when someone offers me criticism, even if it might sting a little bit, I recognize it and then I go, okay, I need to make sure that I don't do that. I don't find it as an attack. I find it as someone who, um, who, who's letting me know. Now, if someone's like angry with me and spewing this stuff out at me when they pretended to be my friend for a long time, sure, that's going to hurt me. Yeah. But people in my life, when they, when they go, okay, so you probably need to do this different or you probably need to do that better and all of that, I, I appreciate that. But I grew up in a family where there was a lot of conflict. Like, so you could say there was a lot of communication because there was constant, like our family dinners where yours were like just talking, ours were like debate and conversation and then fighting. Mm -hmm. And so your family, if it got intense at all in that way. My mom would literally say, please, I don't want the conflict. Yeah, no conflict, no conflict. conflict. So you guys couldn't have those conversations. So we were just. And so I was not equipped to deal with that emotionally. Um, and I and, became your teacher. And and I had because <laughs> because at that you know no one in your life is close enough to you generally um, to have that kind of um, emotional impact on you as well. So when we got married, um, and then and I you know so you combine the sort of internal arrogance that I had with my sense of un, unwitting superiority. And then to get criticized by someone that somewhere deep inside I saw as, which you needed to grow. How dare you? And but then here's I would, the thing: you were so not perfect, and in your head though, like you don't have negative thoughts about yourself. Right. They're only ever positive. They're only telling you how amazing you are, how great you are, how everybody loves you. Blah blah blah. So that's my mother's voice. That's your mother's voice. That's in your head <laughs> consistently. And so for me, though, you were truly, I mean, you're just like anybody else. You're so not perfect. And you were incredibly clumsy, incredibly clumsy. Mm. And so you were knocking things over. You were breaking things. You were spilling juice three times in a row. One time I was yeah. like, dude, that's the third time. You know, you were, but it for, for it to be brought to your attention at all, which would have helped you, yeah. which is all I wanted for us to be was the best right. version of ourselves. You just took it. Yeah. You know, your mom didn't ever, or your family or whatever, didn't ever deal with your pride. I don't even, th- I think your mom saw your pride as, um, 
what's the word as uh, like deserved, like. If, if you feel really good about yourself, I, I don't th- think they saw it. No, but like. Because I didn't walk around boasting. No, but the pride in being proud of who you are. Being Yeah, being confident yeah. in you. you, you we were taught to that, that, you know, obviously self-esteem. I think everything needs a balance because you I, come to my yeah. side of the family and you just end up with three very neurotic children <laughs> who <laughs> so, are like constantly going, am I okay? Am I okay? Am yeah. I okay? Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I do think that if, you know, particularly within marriage, if. If you if you drop your if you drop your fists, if you lay down your defenses and you stop seeing the other person as being an enemy to you, and you allow when they bring criticism to say thank you for bringing that to my attention, it's the most unnatural thing to say by the way, but to say thank you for bringing it to my attention and and okay so or to ask questions so how how do I experience this, how do you experience this in me so forth and so on. If we do that, we can actually grow. But what we typically do, what I did, and what I think a lot of us naturally do, is because we don't see ourselves, but we see the other person. As soon as they, as soon as they bring up our flaws, we deflect it back, we volley it back, and say, "Me? What about you?" And you point out their flaws, right? So all of a sudden, both people are on the defensive. Now, the reality is, if Rivka brings to me one of my flaws, she may be guilty of the same flaws. Fine, but that has nothing to do with am I guilty of the thing and. That, I'm, that she's saying of me, and if I can receive that and grow from it, then I'm the better for it. Just because someone else is guilty of the same thing doesn't mean it's an excuse for me to be, doesn't mean that that's what I should focus on. So so through the years, when I've been able to, to appreciate our differences and to recognize with humility that she wants to speak into my life or that if I can speak into her life at different points in a way that um, uh, to, to make sure that it's it's because we see one another, then then there can be growth. But when I allow her, she, she, I think she appreciated who I was, and I didn't necessarily always uh, appreciate me. You. Yeah. Oh yeah, I loved who you were. I thought yeah. you were. Per- I mean, I thought you were perfect in a lot of ways. Right. So I. Um, but I want to talk about like our personality differences. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to make sure though that because um, uh, you know you went down the marriage track there. I, 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 yeah, they're, they're asking us because we're married, you know, about our differences. Yeah, sure. But I do want to say, though, when a woman is emotional or she's struggling or something hurts her or she's responding in a way that a man finds to be overly emotional, um, it's a deflection to say to a woman, um, you're just being really emotional right now. That is actually a time for you to recognize you're actually being super insensitive right now, and the Lord's trying to teach you something. Because a lot of times, men, like you would look at me and you would be like, like, what's your deal? Are you hormonal? Are you on your period? I would or, shut, yeah, I would yeah, shut you'd down. Yeah, you just be like, you're, well, and you just be like, like, your behavior is like ridiculous and oh, like, you know. Yeah. And the reality is, if you're, if you were affecting anyone else that way, you should look at yourself and go, what am I doing that affects this person in this way? And how can I change? We all should do that. Right. But typically women don't look at men going, geez, I just really feel like you're being super emotional right now or oversensitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think, yeah, I do think that in general, I mean, I realize there are always exceptions to the rule. I do think that in general, um, our wives are, are attuned to our emotions and our feelings in a way that we're not even attuned to. And our mothers own are attuned to their children. Mothers to their children. They're, you're more you're more emotionally, spiritually sensitive, and we tend not to be 
in a natural way. Because I'm an emotional guy, I didn't know that about myself. Because I'm You're not an emotional guy? Because I am an emotional oh, guy. I was like, dude, you cry like a lot. I don't cry a lot. You do cry. <laughs> Anyway. anyway. Okay, um, so let's talk about where, like, personality-wise. Let's just go straight personality-wise. I'm an introvert. You're an extrovert. You're much neater than I am. I'm more of an artist, so I'm much more sloppy. You're academic. I'm not academic. I have learning disabilities. You don't have learning disabilities. Um, we both, though, love... Uh, we're both highly emotional. We're both, yeah. And I, expressive. And expressive. We're very passionate. Yeah. Um... We both love our heritage and our cultures, yeah. and we hope to have um, in, like raised our children to love their heritage and their. We're cultures. both talkers, and we've always. You're more of a talker, though. Uh, I've okay. I can talk a lot for sure, but it's, if it's between you and I, you're gonna win. I'm just saying. Mm, okay, fine. I think I think we are on par. With one another. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Okay. I think we are a. I think we are a split even, um, on that, um, but. I think at my age, I'm getting tired of talking, though. See, I think I'm getting tired of talking. Like our conversations. Well, you I'm talk quieter. every day. I'm you, quieter in our conversations. But you talk every day. Like you have daily manna and you have Saturday service. Like you're always talking, and that's what it's took for you to start to get tired of talking. Yeah. I could sit in my room all day alone and not talk, and still be kind of tired of talking. That is true. That's yeah. I. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah. So, um, but God put us together, and oh, so absolutely. these things are things that it's iron sharpening iron. Yeah, I think saying, "Lord, help me to see the person across from me," not help me to see them through Your eyes. Help me to appreciate their. You know, one of the things a lot of times, and not to stick on the whole marriage focus, but what can happen is, you know, those. I know we will have to end soon here. Those early those early resentments, you know, that where I would get wounded by that and I would store those things as resentments, they began to color my perception of you. They would color every conversation. Um, and years later, um, my little Rivkala was born. And she is, in so many ways, so many ways, like her mother, temperamentally. Know, poor thing. Uh, artist, she's brilliant she would ask these questions that i'd be like how are you having this question at six years old how is your brain there they were such insightful questions and she's very articulate oh she's so articulate right and how i adore my babies but and this so i'm looking at this little rivkala not through the lens of any kind of um resentment I have no resentment toward her. So suddenly I can see her through the eyes of, as a father, uh -oh. seeing all of her, her, the recognizing how much she's like me, all her strengths and going, Oh my gosh. And then saying, Oh my Lord, like the Lord began to allow me to see my wife anew through pure eyes that were not tinged by resentment or, or because of my own selfish, um, wounds. Oh, you hurt my feelings. So now I can't, because you were just trying to tell me something you saw in me. <laughs> and so, so it was, so I think sometimes what you have to even pray for is Lord, um, 
go back with me and help me to re-see the truth of what happened, not through the lens of my wounds, but through through the lens of what actually happened and through you, and help me to see the person you've given me for all the beauty and the strength that they have um, and who they are because, um, because um, each of us are remarkably unique and beautiful in our own ways, and each of us are remarkably flawed in different ways into but all of us are beautifully created by the lord absolutely into but i'm saying to recognize those flaws as and to and to 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 know that my flaws are in process the lord is patient with me how slow to anger he is with me in my flaws and if he is that way with me if he's forgiven me like that you know of all of these things shouldn't i be so much more gracious um and long suffering when if i if I see flaws in the person across from me, of course. And um, anyway. So I just want to say, as we end this podcast, that um, I think you've had a, a good, I think everything you've contributed has been great, really great. But I just want to say, you did way more talking than me. That's not true. <laughs> Antonia just said, that's not true. You drove this conversation. I drove this conversation? We, I think we were both, you know, someone needs to do a, um, someone needs to go back and do a like time a timed evaluation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting because I do think that we're what in the same way we become aware of when, because we're both talkers mm-hmm. we become, and we want to talk, you want to talk, you have things to say. Mm-hmm. And I have things to say. I think we become aware of when we're not talking because there'll be times mm-hmm. we'll be having a conversation and I will be intentionally because you tell me I talk, I'll be intentionally like, I'm not saying anything. I'm listening. We'll be like out with some friends and I think she's, she'll be like, Cosmo, don't dominate the conversation. You know, I'm like, okay. So I'll sit there, I'll sit there, I'll sit there, I'll sit there. And then finally, after what for me feels like an eternity, so I may be skewed in my perspective, I will begin talking and then I'm engaged in the conversation. And the next thing I know, it's like, Cosmo, all you're doing is talking. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I think we're aware of when we're not talking and not aware always when we are. And that's, that's just my, that's my perception. All I know is I'm incredibly flawed. So maybe I do talk too much. No, I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I do, and no I'll one try to said, be better. No one said too much. I didn't well, say no, too no, no. much. No, 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 but when we equally... No, all I'm saying is the whole point of this podcast is for us to have a conversation. Right. So we both have to talk. Yeah, yeah. But in real life, in like when we're not on the podcast, I do feel often the Lord's like, be a better listener. Well, I'm like, I gotta be indeed, I feel that way yeah. that not that you need to be a better listener for sure. I need to be a better listener. You're definitely a better listener than I am. I'm saying, I don't think you talk too much, but I think we both talk a lot and, sure. and I'm thankful for that. I remember, I mean, look, I remember when I would go on uh, dates with girls before you, I know we got to wrap it up and, and I'd be asking questions and I'd be getting like, yes and no answers. Like, yeah. Like no, nothing driving the conversation. I was like, "This is I'm not." And then our first date took four hours. Our first something. date, we didn't even eat half our sandwich. No. And we just talked. It was amazing. I was like, "Oh, we were on the phone the first time for hours and hours." Yeah. A lot of people do that too. Yeah, that's true, but not of them. Are, yeah, I just thought. I thought. I remember being like, "Man, she's the full package." Yeah. 
I was the full package for you. And then we got married and you were like, what the heck, God? What's with the full package? <laughs> There's some bonus in this. Pa- <laughs> There's some bonus in here I wasn't expecting. Okay. All right. Okay, everybody. Hey, thanks for uh, listening and um, keep loving each other. Keep listening to each other. Keep valuing one another. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom, shalom. Have a beautiful day.